Welcome to the Barfly Podcast Season 2. My name is Jeff Burkhart, Barfly columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars and its newly released sequel, 20 Years Behind Bars, Volume 2, Parole Denied. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, Community Director for the online review site, Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So don't worry about tomorrow, take it for today, forget about the chat, we'll get hell to pay, have a drink on me. Welcome, uh, we are delighted to have Tanya Henry, who is a radiant, genius, food writer and critic for the Pacific Sun uh, here in Marin County, and uh, she's also uh, written for dozens of, thousands of publications, no, but uh, she, we are very delighted to have her here, and so thank you for being here, and first and foremost, we, I'm sure you get this uh, question at parties a lot, uh, how did you become a food writer? Well, first, thank you both for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is my very first podcast, <laughs> so I hope I can handle it. <laughs> um, so let's see. I have to start long ago. I moved to San Francisco in uh, the late 80s. I had a nutrition degree. I ended up going to California Culinary Academy in the early 90s. And when I finished there, I knew I didn't want to have a restaurant, I, but I, <laughs> I learned really quickly I didn't want to do that. But, um, but I love food and, you know, I had pretty deep knowledge on the food sort of culinary landscape. So I started getting into, I, my first review I wrote was for the, for San Francisco Magazine, Tori Ritchie. And then I think my path really just kept on the journalism side. I started freelancing and then got a job with San Francisco Sidewalk, which was one of the first kind of online review food sites in the late 90s. Who owned that? That was Microsoft. That was Microsoft. So that was their first content play. Oh, that's way ahead of the curve. Super hip offices, south of market. Right. But they soon realized that it was there was no way to generate revenue. Right. And they they hired up all these, you know, local writers. It was great. There were heady times. But literally after two years they said, Oh, we can't we can't make any money from this, so right. forget about it. Mm-hmm. So from there I rode the wave. I did cooking dot com, I did some more content, food, you know, writing gigs, and then moved to Marin in two thousand and started writing for the Chronicle. I used mm-hmm. to write the Friday section. You guys might remember that back in the day. So I was writing for a weekly um, restaurant review for the Friday section of the Chronicle, which again is long gone. Right. It was in the pink section. Oh, I remember the back pink section. Back in the day, yeah. back in the day. So then from there, I, I, I worked um, on site for the Pacific Sun as a home editor. Then I went to the IJ, spent almost five years there doing a weekly restaurant review. So that doesn't bring us up to today, but today I'm back with the PacSun, and I've been actually writing for them for 15 years on and off. And now I do a food and drink column that can be anything from restaurants to uh, specialty food to anything. Well, food and drink. Yeah. So that's where, so it's been a long time. And so really writing in Marin, you know, almost 18 years. So I've seen a lot change, for sure. And it's changing a lot now, too. I mean, we're right in the midst of a lot of uh, uh, big changes. I mean, not only in, in, in the restaurant food industry, but in the journalism industry, too. 
right? We were just talking off off, off mic about uh, the the freelancer laws and how they they're becoming more limited and you know, people have to jump through a little more f- hoops and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I mean, it's not just the food industry that's changing, but it's the 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 surrounding industry that's changing along with it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I really think the minute the internet sort of came into play, because literally, I, we when I was at Sidewalk, we were the only only other food you know competition for the chronicle we were just going up against the chronicle right and that has vastly changed now it's exploded so and now there's so many i mean it's very crowded it's very loud and then of course there's yelp right which you know just gave voice to a lot of people and and i think it's been a good thing um it's noisy yeah and i think it makes it more difficult for readers to know and trust certain voices yes. and so i think you know, it, it's the onus is on the reader to find someone that they can are reliable. And then, like you say, journalism has changed so much. Are you writing advertorial? Like how how honest right. are reviews? And and I'll be honest. I mean, I I typically unless it's sort of you know a well known restaurant. If I if I think there's a restaurant that's not doing a very good job, I won't review them at all. Right. I don't, I've seen way too many restaurants open and close in Marin in 20 years. I don't want to add to that. Right, right. <laughs> you know, truly, it's their livelihood. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, on the other hand, I think of the reader, and, and it's that's my audience. And so I want to help them. So when I, if I am going to go to a restaurant, and it's a big name, and I have to go, I'm going to be honest about it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. Um, right. Because I'm always thinking about what does a reader want to hear, and hopefully they've built up some trust and know who I am and are going to believe me. Well, that's part of that idea of, uh, of Yelp is very helpful, but it takes work on the, on the reader's part. You have to look mm-hmm. through you and have go, to consider right? the source, right. Right. and 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 sometimes that's difficult because you don't you know if you don't have the time to do that. Where in the old days you would look up Bauer or whoever, and right. if you liked that person right. and believe what they were saying, then that was a consistent sort of thing. Right. Now, of course, that that had its own set of, of, of problems, right? Yeah. But the thing also now is this influencer thing where people are getting paid right. to do these things. Right. And and it's not editorial right. and it's it's blatantly just an advertisement. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a problem because some I get that uh, you probably get that all the time where you know where someone will say to me, oh, you know, uh, uh, read your blog. And I have to tell them, I don't write a blog. Mm-hmm. I right. write a column. I'm actually a, a journalism with a degree, and I'm vetted. Right. So if right. I say something wrong, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Right. Right. With these other people, they have there's nothing that's going to happen to them. Nothing at all. It's true. Yeah, it's a very, very different landscape. And, you know, I mean, I still think there's a place for critics and for criticism. And when you talk about Yelp, I think, you know, you can't read just three reviews. You have to read, like, all 500, right. like mm-hmm. you said, right. so to get something even. That said, in terms of you know critics, I, I think you know it's noisy, and I think if you can stand out and show that you have some, that you're legitimate, as right. you said, you're right. you're a vetted, you're a journalist. Right. You know, I'm a train chef. Right. I've mm-hmm. been right. writing forever, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. It right. versus you know the person who's all you know. I want to be a food writer. I want to be a you sure. know right. So it's tough. It's 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 interesting. I mean, maybe it, they'll go. Critics will go away. I don't know. Right. I, I, I hope I, not. I, I, hope I, not. I, I don't. I think there's yeah. still a place, but I'm. It's just it's crowded. <laughs> has, has your writing style changed at all? Because do you find that people have a shorter attention span or? 
Oh, yeah. Here's a little old-timer story for you. <laughs> okay. When I wrote for Bauer, for the Chronicle, uh, my reviews were 900 words. I would go three times. I had to order a certain amount of dishes. And the funniest part was I had to bring in this big, like, noise decibel meter that was like this big black chunky box that I'd have to like hide under my napkin, <laughs> which is hilarious. The right. thought of that now could just be on your phone, right? And we had all the time in the world. Like we would, we would give a restaurant three months mm-hmm. just to let them get up to speed. That never happens anymore. Right. Now everybody needs to get in there as fast as they can. They need to right. scoop it. And no one would read a 900 word review. Right. I mean, the longest mine are now 400 words. You know, it's, yes, much, much more, you know, condensed because yeah. there is definitely, you know, that shorter attention span. Well, I think a lot of that's that pressure. You know, I mean, you know, like I tell people, be careful when you open because those Yelp reviews you get in the first three days, they're going to be with you the whole time. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that, it didn't used to be that way. That's right. And, and that changes things because sometimes it's really hard to overcome those kind of things. Yeah. But uh, I like think when restaurants have do, responded, like, though, yeah. and they have soft openings. Right. Like they right. build in some lead time. Right. I mean... Yeah, I, I think fortunately they have because uh, yes, they'll, it'll hurt them. Right. And, but we, but people won't, can't afford to do that. Do you anymore. believe in soft openings? Do you think that's a good idea? I do. Yeah, I think they should take their time and get as much feedback as they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like somebody who goes to market with a with a new product. They're going to the farmers market. They're doing demos in grocery mm-hmm. stores. They're getting. Right. They're taking Focus the pulse, groups, whatever. Right, and yeah. they're getting their they're getting feedback because sure. otherwise, you know, it's in a vacuum and. And honestly, I mean, I can walk into a restaurant these days and I can tell if it's somebody who's never been in the business right. and I can probably project that they're not going to last for more than six months. Really? And that's heartbreaking. Yes. You know, because... Especially I, considering the cost involved. And I yeah. hate to say it, but I mean, I always say that they have to have eyes in the back of their head. Yeah. They need to know what's going on everywhere. You know, oh, you yeah. work in the business and, and you know people who are in the industry they always know everything that's going on. And yeah. these kind of clueless people with stars in their eyes that, you know, made a great pie that they sold at the farmer's market yeah, were yeah. told that they should, you know, definitely open a restaurant. Right. But my motto is like, friends shouldn't let friends open restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I mean, I, I hate to say it, I see so many that don't make it. Yeah. I mean, but there are, there are the success stories. So uh, but are there some telltale signs that, you know... Well, my favorite is, it'll be fun. Whenever yeah, someone says sure. that, I said, "You're in it for the wrong uh, reason." Yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna be it's fun. Not. Uh, right. But I saw, I saw one that kind of um, changed my mind. I don't know if I should name names, but there's a place in in San Anselmo and uh, where I live, and they had a really rough start getting going, and they did Kickstarter, and I was really, you know, feeling for them because I just didn't think it was gonna make it, but really rallied community support, um, had a Kickstarter campaign, and just got local businesses involved and he's doing great okay. so Wonderful. so it can happen but yes. that's the exception yes. it's not the rule more of the rule is yeah i just you just <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work well you can yeah. see a restaurant that's being built for a year and closes in six months exactly. right and, that, and that's and always i see it because I, I think there is there's just this unrealistic expectation that they're going to make money sooner than they do right you know i mean it's it's a tough business margins are so tight yeah. and i think and, you know, Marin, there's only so many people that can go out and, you know, you know, there's some, only so many customers. And I also think, you know, if you're not a kid-friendly place, you're doomed right. in Marin. Really? I yeah. really do. I think, because I've thought a lot about it. I, some of these restaurants come and go, and, and I, always, I always say that the one thing 
mostly missing is that buzz. Like, I feel like you can get, you can go to the city, it's close enough, and get the sort of whole experience. And mm-hmm. Marin is a little bit quieter, and there's a lot more family, and yeah. you really have to have your, you have to be family focused. Um, good food for sure, but if you don't include family in your equation, so what else? Highly you, unlikely. So I mean, uh, what are some pointers along those lines that you would say that that are like your top five that you should in this era be thinking about? Family friendly being one, uh, good food being another, and what other things would you say? You know, being accessible, making it friendly for you know single people to eat, right? Um, or gluten free, gluten, definitely whatever, accommodating, right? special mm-hmm. diet. You know, decent hours. I mean, it's kind of kind of the obvious stuff. Not being too specific. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's the Marin really likes Italian. Yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> you can't go yeah, wrong yeah. with with you know good well-made yeah. italian in your town right so yeah. i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say don't get too too um ambitious right and too um i mean I, I i can tell you a couple of restaurants that i think are doing a good job in that way the kitchen table right in san rafael good prices italian i mean it's kind of the perfectly made for marin mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it can definitely be done, but just not get too... It's like, like do one thing and do, do it really well. Do it well. Like, right. I think you and I had talked about it uh, not too long ago, about a place um, uh, that recently opened, and their menu was literally all over the map. You know, yeah. they, were, they were doing, like, chicken wings, they were doing pizza, they were doing, you know, Reuben sandwiches. They were doing all kinds of things. And you're like, I wouldn't know how to describe it to somebody yeah. if they asked me, hey, what, what was that place like? What kind of food do they serve? Yeah. And uh, it wasn't until actually I read your review where <laughs> you chose Gastropub. And yeah. I'm like, I'll go with Gastropub. That sounds good. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm not a restaurant owner, so I can't, I mean, here I can't really tell people what to do. But I do think that's a rut that people get into. They want to appeal to everyone. And it can just, it can get messy. Yeah. Right. You know? Well, it's a, like an lo- overly large menu. Right. There's no way you can execute all of those things right. at that level. Just right. just no way. Right. right. Or the overly complicated drink. Same sort of thing. Same thing. And so, and so many people want to ple- be everything to everybody, especially in this day and age, because they don't want to get that online review saying, oh, you know, right. felt left out or blah, right. blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And, yeah. uh, and, but it, it, it becomes difficult when... As a customer, and certainly as a reviewer, you go in and you can't even figure out what it's supposed it's to be. Overwhelming, yeah. Right? There was yeah. a place that uh, I think I, I told you about this. Is it a pizza place or is it a bar? <laughs> right. well, I'm not sure. Right. Right. I'm right. not sure what they're doing. Yeah. Here, mm-hmm. Right. One comes to mind from a long time ago, Yankee Pier. They did a good job in Larkspur, and they because they really effectively catered to adults. They had white tablecloth, and they had nice wines, and then they had a sandbox outside. Right. Mm. And it seemed a little bit extreme, but they totally pulled it off, and that was part of the Lark Creek right. folks. So that right. was pros, and that's something I do see. I mean, I know when there's a restaurant group behind a restaurant that comes in. I'm pretty confident the chances are going to be better they're going to survive just because I right. know they're capitalized. I know they they know the business. Right. Um, this isn't their first rodeo. It's not their first yeah. rodeo. Well, so, sometimes those guys know when to pull the plug. Yeah. And that go, too. You know, this is not working. Right. Let's stop now instead of invest our entire life savings. In this exactly. Which is sad. And you do see that happen. Yeah. I mean, the, those ones I was talking about who come in and you can tell they're total newbies and they're excited and they think it's going to be fun. Right. <laughs> and I think I, I just read recently in 2019 over 400, I think it was 411 restaurants yeah. uh, closed. Yeah. 
the past year. I, I believe that. That's heartbreaking. And then sure. what's even crazier, and then the next week there are 10 new restaurants right. that open yes. up. Right. So um, I, know. I don't know, is that the definition of insanity? Yeah. Or? <laughs> Optimism but reigns supreme. It, there That's we right. go. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough business, yeah. you know, but when, when someone gets it right, it's when they nail it, I mean, everybody benefits. Don't worry about tomorrow, think of what today. Please join us next time when we welcome back Felicia and Luigi Petroni of Piazza D'Angelo to discuss embracing change in the restaurant business. My name is Jeff Burkhardt. Thanks for listening.